You guys ever see the movie 17 again with Zac Efron? No. No. Oh, then you won't understand this podcast episode. Okay, what did you mean by that, though? The year was 2006. A young Zac Efron, fresh off of the success of the high school musical films, was cast in a film alongside what is now a washed-up actor Matthew Perry, fresh off his friend. Well, not really fresh off his friend's success. And they collided in a movie that saw just magic on the screen. Um, And that was 17 again. And we are now on the 17th episode of Crying the Book Club. So, thematically... Uh, there's no tie-in, but they're both number 17. So I was yeah. wondering if there was going to be more of a tie-in than the number 17. But... I, I think if I thought of this bit earlier in the day and instead of like two seconds before we started, and I was like, oh, the number 17. It might have been, but um, well, hello. Well, you could say it's episode 17 again because we're on episode 17 of a new podcast and we already did episode 17 of the other podcast. That's Whoa. true. It's, you have, know uh... what? Let's start again. Um, back in March, <laughs> back in March of 2022. Um we, we we created a doc because, you know, it was a few few months after we had stopped the comics podcast. We had like 280 or something shows and uh, we talked about doing another show, but we made a doc. And the first thing on this doc says, do we still want to do a podcast? And the answer was yes. All exclamation. So, yeah, we did a podcast this year. We, we really did 17 episodes. And I say we and you've heard both voices. But hi, I'm Alex hosting this episode and um, join as always, except when they're not here, except they've been here every episode. Uh, by Emily. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You feel 17 again? Oh, def- definitely. You could not pay me to be 17 again. <laughs> honest to God. Like, I w- a lot of people wish they could do high school again. Not me, baby. Wow. I mean, you could, like, you know, you, you, you know things now. If you yeah, do I high mean, school look, again. Like, if I, like, had to, I guess I could do i want to no you could pick all the super bowl winners because you know all the super bowl winners emily yeah that's a thing i yeah. know speaking of super bowl winners sean luke Papo. sean luke how you doing i'm good i hope the chiefs win the super bowl this year wow you heard that get your bets in uh, based um, on how they've played the last couple weeks i'm not super optimistic but i hear that tom brady's gonna win it this year yeah he told me with his dog shit record yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, that's gonna happen. Unfortunately. Did you guys know that when I have when I go to visit my grandma, I have to drive past uh, Brett Favre's estate. Oh, is that the one where he stole money from people? Uh, I mean, he probably <laughs> lived there while he was stealing money from the government. Yes, I, I think he built it with the money he stole from people. No, it's uh, well, yes, that was a separate but, million. In, in yeah. You can see like the the gate uh, surrounding his property from like the the highway. Wow! Well, so you have to be show. reminded of Brett Favre. Yeah, every, every time, time every time we drive by, my sister and I are like, Boo. <laughs> 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 "To no one, to ourselves, it makes us feel better." Of course, of course. <laughs> well, and these last what sixteen weeks, seventeen weeks? No, times no. two. 34 we weeks a we're a bi-weekly show folks uh wow we've been doing this show and uh we're never gonna get that through our heads though really like we're always just gonna i mean you guys were to... 
were doing a weekly podcast for literal years, and I still mostly do weekly podcasts. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just weird, like seeing episode seventeen. It, it feels like it has really flown by, even though it's only seventeen episodes. But saying it's only seventeen episodes, it's like that's a lot of episodes. And looking at the books we read this year, and it's like, wow, that's a good amount of books. Yeah, it's almost twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, guys! We read almost twenty books this year, and I, I didn't read anything aside from what we read for the show. So, wow. I didn't even read half the ones we did for the show. It was just Wikipedia and, you know. Kind <laughs> you of know the Sparks other. Notes for Watchmen is actually really good. Oh, my They have gosh. a great yeah. page for it. But it's so. way longer than the actual books. So I should have just read the book. <laughs> it was that kind was of a... definitely me at least, uh, like, three or four times during our previous book club during oh the comics podcast where I never didn't read anything, but there were some that I just didn't finish. Nice. I'm glad we wow. know this now. Wow, wow, well, wow, wow, wow. Well, the podcast is over. You can't do anything. Uh, yeah, you're, you're banned from the comics <laughs> podcast for for like two weeks. And now um, my trust is fractured forever. I read everything bit. for this show. Yeah, and everything. Uh, let's. I'm just going to name all the 16 comics we read. And uh, for those who, if this is your first episode, I mean, weird one to choose, but congratulations we can you know this one's gonna be a little too inside baseball i would not pick it for a first episode i don't know but at the same time you get a nice summary and we're probably going to talk about all the books and everything so it's like this way if you listen to this episode you don't have to read 16 books you can just be like oh cool and you can start fresh for next year Um, i I think only julian is reading along with us i don't know if anyone else is well julian we salute you Thank you. We're doing I'm it right now. Salute. We're on video. We're saluting. I've never yeah. saluted before. This is cool. Uh, but <clears throat> the 16 books that Julian read this year, probably, <laughs> who knows, uh, are Watchmen, Scott Pilgrim, Gotham by Gaslight, Pride of Baghdad, Laura Dean, Keeps Breaking Up With Me, Amory Wars, Batman Through the Years, Superman, Secret Identity, Battle Angel Alita, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, The Long Halloween, God Country, Frank Miller's Daredevil, Shade, The Changing Girl, Spy X Family, and Kingdom Come. Wow. Woo-hoo. Good wow. crop of books. Those I are, think. yeah. yeah. We had, we, we had like a 25% hit rate on good ones. <laughs> I feel like it was higher than that, maybe. I only enjoyed one book this year. Talking about them. And, and it yeah. was Amory Wars. That was the one I liked. It was just, oof. That was the one I liked, too. One of the ones I liked, too. Alex, yeah, did yeah, you yeah. listen to that episode? I have listened to parts of this episode. Um, I know <laughs> I, I normally love listening to friends on shows and it's not that i didn't love it it's just that i was like two hours in and it wasn't done yet and i just haven't gone back but the two hours <laughs> I listened to, enjoyable if you haven't listened to it go back and let me know what happens um at alex Hansiuk on twitter or <laughs> however you do um at but yeah alex we- with a transcript of the episode this, <laughs> please do uh but we're gonna discuss all 16 of those books we got three three or so awards to give out uh we'll get to in a little bit but before we do that we used to be in our old iteration uh talking about weekly comics you know the fresh new stuff and our uh, our intern actually put together a list of 10 of the best comics um out there and we're gonna rank them having not read them i think jean luc might have read a couple of them um we'll see um but uh since the intern doesn't speak sean lee why don't you let us know uh what, <laughs> what what the top 10 comics of the year are for the year 2022 yeah so the list that the intern put together uh consists of an unranked list i was informed when i received it uh is she hulk by rainbow rowell and uh luca maresca nightwing by tom taylor and bruno redondo uh public domain by chip sadarsky do a powerbomb by daniel warren johnson 
uh, Eight Billion Genies by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown, 10,000 Black Feathers by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino, That Texas Blood by Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips, The Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr., Batman by Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez, and What's the Furthest Place from Here by Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. Hmm. Some good names. I might actually uh, pick up a couple of those uh, that I at least started when we were on our previous podcast uh, and enjoyed what I read. Uh, I can vouch for these comics. Yeah, I was specifically uh, that Texas Blood. I mean, I read the first two arcs of, so I don't see why I shouldn't read more. And this current arc that they're on, it might be the best one yet. What? Ah, okay. Got it's really it. good. You got me. And also, I liked uh, the beginning of What's the Furthest Place from Here, so... Yeah, What's the Furthest Place from Here... Okay, I'm not... I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna let the people who have... The experts who haven't read the books talk about them. Thank you. Thank you, Jean-Luc. <laughs> you kind of lost yourself there. Got <laughs> uh, a little lost in the sauce. I mean, just, just looking at this list, you know, we're gonna rank them 1 to 10. Um, I think we put Batman by Chip Zdarsky at number 10. Yeah, so that's that's the bit here, by the way, that I have read all of these books, and Alex and Emily have not, and they're going to put them in a ranked order. What do you think, Emily? Number 10 for Batman, because it's Batman? You guys did read the first issue of this, though. That's true. I enjoyed it. For this podcast. I enjoyed it, but you you can't change the title of the book, which is Batman. (laughs) Unfortunate. Feel pretty safe. Locking the classic that in comics podcast rule: it's published by DC Comics. Put it in the last slot. Which okay, which Nightwing, is even right? funnier because we don't even read Marvel books. <laughs> There's well, three no, no, no. books on this list. How did that happen? Okay, wait, wait. Maybe we. Okay, so I was gonna say we put Nightwing no, there's, next. There, there's but two. I do Sorry, enjoy. Not, not three. Um, Emily, what do you what do you think would go at number nine? Or you know, pick a random number if you number want. Number nine. To. I'm yeah. gonna go with um. Eight billion genies. Ooh, too many genies. Too many genies. Okay, but why put it at nine, not eight? Just, just for number's sake. <laughs> because I'm not that funny or smart. Okay, okay, number nine. <laughs> number nine is eight billion genies by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. That's good. He, uh, they, uh, they, they do comics that are good, probably, and this might be one of them. See, you say that, but every comic we read by them before, we didn't like. <laughs> well. <laughs> That specific creative team. What what have they done before? Curse words. The book about the the wizard oh, yeah. what swears yeah. with the panda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the, it's a high. koala, I think, not a panda. Yeah, oh, you got me excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. This book is significantly better than that one, though. This book's really good. Uh, Sean Luke, since you did have read all these books, um, we're gonna let you. Um, we're gonna. Let, I'm gonna give you a book, and you're gonna pick its number. You're oh, not okay. going to be able to do, you, you know, you, you don't have full control, but um, where does The Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. go? Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. Um, I feel like that's a solid six, just right outside the top five, looking in good superhero stuff. John Romita Jr. is doing like John Romita Jr. on Spider-Man, back where he belongs, you you love to see it, frankly. But yeah, I, I don't think that's a top five book, but it's close. It's it's right on the edge. I agree. Emily, you, you agree with that? Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> perfect. That's where, perfect. you know, that's where Spider-Man lives is on the edge. So makes so sense. true. So I'm always uh, saying this. What's the furthest place from here? Like I'm on I'm of two minds. Either we put it at number one because it's the furthest from anything we put on the list so far, <laughs> thematically, or we put it 
at like number three, which is still far, but it's like keeps a little staggering going on. I'm going to vote for one because I also had that that impulse earlier that we should put it at number one. Uh, so, yeah, cool. we're, that's where it's going to go. What's the first place for Matt? Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. Uh, maybe a little anticlimactic getting the first book in there, but... <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to do that one last. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't play by the rules. No. Emily, Clearly what, not. What, what's next for you? Um, I think... I think we have to put 10,000 Black Feathers at number two out of respect for our papa, Jeff Lemire, and uh, our uncle, Andre Sorrentino. That's fair. They're just friends. They're just, they're friends. just friends. They're, they're, they've been living together for 30 years. But they're, they're holding just, they're hands. Just yeah. That, that's in our fan fiction. I don't actually know their lives. Um, yeah. Wow. This is a pretty good list now. Uh, Jean-Luc, where does the mighty public domain by Chip Zdarsky go? We have one Chip Zdarsky book already at number 10. Yeah. Does it does it Very do better Chip than Zdarsky that? Chip Zdarsky loaded this list. Yeah. Chip Zdarsky had a good year. I mean, his Batman book is really good. His Daredevil book is solid. This is really good. Actually, this, I I would probably put this at like probably in the four or the five slot. I pro- I might lean the four. Uh, yeah, maybe the five slot for for public domain. Nice. I'd highly recommend it. Actually, one that when it's done, we should. I I don't know how long much longer it's going to go, but it would be fun to do for the show because it's really really good it's true and a little inside baseball but this is how this is how we scale books for the show we we do a top 10 list and then we you know, <laughs> we do this every time we put yeah, it on every the, time yeah. we pick a book we do a top no, 10 normally list. we do it off off air and we're for our patreon listeners but we don't have any subscribers on patreon so it's kind of <laughs> a little embarrassing um next is um she hulk by rainbow rowell and luca maresca um it's a marvel book we have one already at number six um Eight. I was I was gonna go seven. Okay. Any any rationale for? I like She Hulk. Also, this way we keep Marvel together. We got Spider Man at six, She Hulk at seven, right? So it's like, oh, you're on the list, and you're you're, you're pretty high up, but you know, you're seated. It's together. a package deal. It's not a, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Jean Luc, where does the lovely Texas Blood by Chris Condom and Jacob Phillips a book? <laughs> Did she just call? Him? No. <laughs> uh, a book that we read on the comics podcast and is still going on oh my god um, his name is chris condon <laughs> chris and jacob are great are they not yeah they do really good work i'd put this book at number four probably wow. of the slots that are still available to that's me. amazing which leaves uh this doesn't make any sense this act <laughs> uh no it does okay it does it really does okay you just forgot right. to take She Hulk off. The sure list. did. Sure did. Um, is it is it me or you, Emily? Because if it's me, oh, this is very tough for me. Hmm. I think it's on you. Okay. Well, I love Nightwing by Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. I do. It's lovely. It's fantastic. It brings me joy. It's the only book I've actually read that's on this list. Then it feels um, so, like that's a number three spot. So it goes to number eight. Oh, it goes to number eight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that because... means that leaves do a power bomb for number three. Yeah, uh, who wants to... Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's it. Do a power number three, which... Jean-Luc, read us their top ten list. You don't have to write... Oh, I mean, you can read them. You can read the people, too, but, you know, we've already said that. Yeah, so we've got Batman in the ten slot, eight billion genies in the nine slot, and not, not the eight slot, uh, Nightwing in the eight slot, She-Hulk in the seven slot, uh, at six, we have The Amazing Spider-Man, 
and then public domain that Texas blood do a power bomb 10,000 black feathers. And what's the furthest place from here round out the top five with, of course, in the tier, the, the, the S tier, the zero tier, the, the true secret hidden ending best comic of the year, 2022, four years running uh snot girl by Brian Lee O'Malley and Leslie Hung. You know, I, I gotta say they matched the amount of releases they did last year, which was a bit, uh, you know, difficult to do. <laughs> difficult to do but they kept on it and can't say enough good things about snot and you know what i think leslie hung made the same amount of instagram posts saying it's coming back <laughs> it's been at least like a year and a half since like like th- there was one where it's like oh yeah we're like so close and then it's like did you burn the pages <laughs> did you did your dog on? eat those pages uh, like let leslie us know Hung's leslie. too busy watching anime <laughs> you know that's you fair. know what good for her good for her that's fair <laughs> She deserves um, it. Yeah. yeah, that's our that's our top ten. That was the fact. You know, if this was the comics, I guess we, I guess we had a top ten already picked, so that that makes it a little easier. But in terms of ordering, I think that was uh, the the quickest, and I think the most accurate well, we all, we've ever done. Well, we also <laughs> were the least invested. <laughs> Yeah, on the comics podcast, we had all read all the books, and we started with a list of like forty, and had to whittle it down to ten, and then put them in order. True. 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 Um, and you so, know, Ma- Matthew, Matthew Rosenberg being in, and Ma- Tyler Boss being at number one, impressive, impressive. Honestly, just I mean, they're good. They're, they're that's a good creative team. Yeah, I mean, we really well. I don't, I don't think you really liked it very much, Alex. But Emily and I at least really liked Dead Dogs by It from last year, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which was a Tyler I, Boss book. It had kind of a like nothing of an ending, but it did. It was yeah. mostly a good book while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Matthew Rosenberg's done a lot of good stuff. That's a good creative team. That's a, it's a good, it's a fun yeah. book too. I enjoy what's the furthest place from here. I mean, people like uh, you know Jeff Lemire. Uh, I, I was about to list people, and then I, I was like, oh, everyone on this list is a repeat, and then I found like three in a row that weren't. Uh, but you know, people like Jeff Lemire, Sorrentino, Tom Taylor, uh, even Charles Soule a little bit. These are people who are always on our lists for the end of the year. But it's nice to see some new blood in here. Uh, specifically, Sadarsky getting getting a couple in there, which is neat. Along with these others, yeah. Yeah, but that's it. The, the top ten comics of twenty twenty two. Yeah, buy them all. I'm buying buy volume now. one of uh, what's the furthest place from here right now? Because nice. top- I think that like just came out too, or maybe a couple months ago now. Neat. I know that the second volume of Nightwing is out, um, but I think it includes the crossover stuff, which is not ideal. Um, yeah. So. Actually, no, I think that's collected separate. I think that's in a separate collection, Alex. I, I, oh, okay. I, I think the second volume is just all actual uh, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo Nightwing. I'd be very happy if it is. Let's hope. They um, the the last issue, which I would dig out of my box, one of my long boxes that are right behind me, but that seems like it would take a while. <laughs> they introduced Nightmite, who is Batmite, uh, but for Nightwing. Oh my He's gosh, the imp from I the fifth dimension that. version of Nightwing. It is I love that. wonderful. Love that. What would that even be? But I love that. Wow. I'll yep. read it. I'll read it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I guess we are going to jump into the books that we actually read this year, all of us, um, which is, I guess, a bold thing to do. Um, we got we, we got at least three categories going on. We're going to talk about our most surprising book, because some of these are books that either we had never read before or ones that we hadn't read in a long time. So revisiting them. Uh, we have our crier of the year because we are crying in the book club and we do talk about crying characters a lot, but which one, which Jean-Luc is the crier of the year. Um, but in the comic sense, which one? Cause there's so many. And last one we'll do a, you know, our, we'll do our book of the year. We'll do a nice rankings uh, of the top 16 <laughs> comics that we read this year. 
that were are, collected. Are we, are we going to make it into a top 10 or are we just going to order all 16? I think we should just order all 16 and then in every year going forward, we should do a top 16. Okay. That's Ooh, right. Okay. In honor of our first I like that. half I like a that. year. Yeah. Yeah. Some years there'll be books cut. Some years we will release 16 episodes. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) And every year, the final, the list at the end of the year will have my favorite number of books on it. Heck yeah. That's true. That is a little uh, crying the book club. A fun fact. John Luke's favorite number is 69. Um, Now. I would not be so immature. No, 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 you would not. But yeah. Sorry, it took me a second to find it. <laughs> I keep that wow. in the soundboard. It's the first sound at the very beginning. It's it, it's more so there than uh than our good friend uh uh what's his name? That's not Chad. That's not Chad. Oh right. Fuck up, John Luke. Yeah, he he's right there too. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Um. But yeah, kicking it off. We read 16 this year books. Um, what was the most surprising book that that we read this year? I don't know if you guys have thought about it before. <laughs> I'm going to pretend you have. I mean, you guys are both sort of doing the stroking your chin thing right now. You guys I, like, well. For me, I think the most surprising book was probably Long Halloween. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect from it, and it wasn't really what I expected uh but in kind of a good way so Hmm. that's probably my most surprising book i I think we're kind of on the same wavelength because i was also gonna say long halloween obviously for different reasons just because it had been so long since i read it and i talked about this a bit on the episode but it had i'd sort of memory hold it as like yeah it was fine when i read it whatever i you know i know that people love it but it's you know whatever and then i read it and it was like oh wow okay yeah this is it is that fucking good, you know? Like it, There, it there are a lot of Batman comics that are given the sort of seminal title. Um, I do think a fair amount of them are good, but then the fa- fair amount of them are Batman Hush, right? So it's it's sort of like, right. you, you never know. And like as a kid reading it, um, I, I think it's a book that you appreciate way more, or that I appreciate way more re- reading it later. Too. Totally. Um, like you said, just like the art and the whole flow of it. And it, it's very text heavy too, but in a way that still lets the oh, yeah. um, wonderful Tim Sale art uh, shine through. And it has such a unique aesthetic too. Like I, I feel like you, we don't really see that. Like it's very, it's a, it's simultaneously very '90s comics inspired with like everyone being like kind of bulky, but it has some of Batman the Animated Series uh, his DNA in there as well in terms of like the character designs. So it's just like really interesting to go back to it and like have, have totally forgotten like a, about a lot of how this character, the characters are drawn, mm-hmm. and then just be like so impressed at Tim Sale's work. Uh, on you know every page yeah for sure uh for me it's probably frank miller's daredevil um mostly because i had no idea what to really expect from it other than oh i saw the daredevil tv show and they kind of borrowed from it um which i think they ended up borrowing uh the good chunks of it and leaving the bad chunks out of it which we sort of discovered reading that book but um getting to read some frank miller marvel uh, still felt very Frank Millery, and still had some of the hangups that Frank Miller kind of has in, but also some of the you know great moments in that too. Frank Miller's kind of got one mode, right, where it's like oscillating between the most misogynistic man you've ever met and also one of the most genius comic book creators to ever live. So. If you could yeah. turn one of those off, it would be a 
he should turn no, off the genius no. comic book creator. No. <laughs> okay, so I should specify. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That, that's on me, John Luke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for keeping me honest. Uh, he can do it. He's he, he's got a lot of years ahead of him. He's looking looking healthy and. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's writing scary. new Dark Knight Returns sequels all the time. I'm oh, sure man. he loves that. Where is our all-star Batman and Robin? It's actually, it's actually pretty funny because people got really mad. I can't, maybe like a year or a year and a half ago at the, um, the one sequel where he made Batgirl into kind of like a girl boss. Uh, and was that that the master race? Yeah. I think it's in the master race where Carrie Kelly stops being Robin and becomes Batgirl and he makes her like epic girl boss. Um, in not in a way that is like particularly cringe though. Like it's just like, it's a character turn. It's, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's fine. And people got so pissed off about it. Like we need to go back to when comics were real. And I just like, look at, you just look at those people and I'm like, do you know who Frank Miller is? <laughs> like, do you know who you're talking, like critiquing for like portraying women too positively in his comics? Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, dude. Jean-Luc, are you, is, is Long Halloween also your answer for your most... I think it is, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Nice. Because, like, I look at some of these, you know, Watchmen and Scott Pilgrim, re-rubbed those recently, know they're amazing, bangers. Watchmen is good? I guess, yeah. yeah. Revisiting um, Watchmen and liking it as much as I did was also pretty surprising, because I was kind of expecting to dive back into it and, like, kind of make like this face but yeah. i didn't as much as i thought i was going to for sure yeah i mean alan moore's just built like different, it kind of right? sl- yeah like it kind of slaps like it's yeah <laughs> against yeah, I mean, all like, odds it still slaps you know people love reading watchmen and get inspired by it to do their own thing that's also in watchmen world so um <laughs> that's cool maybe we'll read some doomsday clock mm. in the coming year <laughs> I don't think I, I I don't think I have that sway over Emily and John Luke. I like I don't think I don't think it could happen. But at the same time, I, you never know. I I can tell you I I know how that would go. But there's <laughs> there's so many moments in that book that are just like they hurt, and I think it'd be fun to talk about that. I, mean, I, can't I think say as an I'm episode, not curious, but like the thought physically pains me. So if you're curious, clock, you can read it on your own Watchmen time. too. I can no. read the Wikipedia page on my own time is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's also true. That's also true. Um, wow. Wonderful. Um, I thought about the- spy fam- putting Spy Family as my most surprising. Um, yeah. But we simply cannot have anime receiving honors such as that on this show. It's pronounced yeah. manga. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was also thinking about putting a, putting Alita there. Um, because, I mean, yeah. I love the I love the movie, and that was my introduction to it. But the, the fact that the, the manga also is, was really, really good. Was yeah, Alita's a strong exciting. contender. Alita's weird because, like, I, was, I kind of went in expecting to like it. So I wasn't, like, that surprised when I really, really liked it. So. Sure, sure, anyway. sure. Um, Someday we'll do the rest of Alita. Yeah. yeah. And then James Cameron will produce the okay. sequel. If Please. Avatar makes a lot of money... Well, does that help like the James only Cameron doing Alita? Would that uh, Avatar two theaters? <laughs> is, the, is this a way? Is, is this what is this what the Alita army wants? Is the Alita army getting Alita up? Army, and, let us know. And are are you guys going to see Avatar a few times to be like, hey, there's a chance. Uh, let us know because if if so, I I will see it. I'll probably see it anyway. But 
not more than one, so. I will do what the Alita army tells me, re-Avatar way of the water. Honestly, honestly. And other stuff, too. If Alita army is any other. <laughs> yeah, they have an army. They have a lot of sway over me. I'm scared of that army. Yeah, but also, like, comforted. You know, it's like, oh, I'm yeah. glad they're on my side. Yeah. I think it's more that I'm on their side than they're on my side. But yeah, no, that, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, it's been an emotional year, though, um, at Crying of the Book Club. You know, we've gone through a lot of things in our lives. We've read a lot of books. Um, also read a lot of characters and a lot of ones that are also crying a lot. Um, but which character of the 16 books we read and probably like hundreds of characters that we've seen uh, cries the most in the year 2022? Hmm. I gotta say that between Kingdom Come and Secret Identity, I think Superman's like in contention. We Is that cheating of, though? Got a lot of Superman crying for sure. Like the like, thing, like, does okay. It add up? Does it add so up? Like, you could, yeah. I mean, I that's how I was thinking of, about it. Was like, yeah, he adds up. But like, you know, Batman's in a lot of these books too, and I wouldn't say he cries the most out of everyone. He hasn't cried since the he does actually died. he does cry in Long Halloween though, um, but I I think Superman you know Kingdom Come and Secret Identity you get a lot of like the angsty Superman who's not not sure of his place in the world and feels directionless and it you know mm-hmm. makes him feel pretty sad I think oh uh, he'll 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 get better I know poor Clark yeah I feel like Daredevil cries a lot. In, oh my god yeah you know what that's <laughs> that might be like the highest concentration of just <laughs> most cries raw tears page. that yeah. is that is what the the book is it's it's him crying then being like i'm gonna beat up kingpin now yeah let's do it let's beat him up and then he has to get the avengers to beat up kingpin for him yeah oh boys <laughs> what a cool scene um i think that the person that cries the most is the writer of Amory Wars. <laughs> Claudio Sanchez. Claudio Sanchez. I think um, he's over it, man. He's like, he just made like two back-to-back albums about how much he loves his son. Like that dude's having a great time. Until I see the comic book about him loving his son, I don't believe it. <laughs> it's just it's well, like 20 issues of him like, I don't know, taking his son to the museum and stuff. Having normal thoughts. That is kind of the plot of Vaxxus 2. <laughs> uh, I feel like another really strong contender for, like, crier of the year is um, Doodle from Laura Dean. He's breaking up with me. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's that's legit. Yeah. Doodle. Poor Doodle. Yeah. Went through a lot, but okay. So we have Doodle, Daredevil, and Batman, and we're throwing them in a ring. And oh no! Only one oh, can emerge. <laughs> no, 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 they're not fighting. Well, okay, well, they're crying you know. it out. Yeah, so you know they're in there, and they each get to take one instrument or one. They want to bring either one person that makes them cry or one memory that makes them cry. Who comes out on top in this in this in this doodle daredevil Batman <laughs> fight club? It's Batman, right? Because his parents are dead, and he brings the memory of watching his parents get shot in front of him in an alley. You can't really beat dead parents. <laughs> also, I think I don't think we had Batman on the shortlist. I think we had Superman on the shortlist. But well, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Superman. Not only was Batman not on the shortlist, but he just won. That's just like 
Well, because your criteria was they get to bring the memory that makes them cry the most and then relive that memory. Who cries the most? Like, it's true. It's true. Yeah, Doodle went through a lot. Like, Daredevil like had his whole life ruined, basically. But I mean, Batman watched his parents get killed in front of him, and and, and now we're gonna play it over and over again. <laughs> Welcome. Ah, Harley Quinn season three. I gotta watch that show. I've heard very good things. Uh, but congratulations to Batman on being the crier of the year. Um, and also making the top 10 top comics. That's really good for Batman. I was going to say, I, I think that if we were doing like the fighting thing, I was going to apply some like battle Royale, like game theory to it of like uh-huh. Daredevil and Batman would fight each other to a standstill, like because they're, they would see each other as the biggest threats. And so they'd go at each other yeah. and then doodle would just hit the third party real quick on them. You, after you they doodle like, would just pull out their... like a shotgun or something. <laughs> doodle pulls out like a switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> Start snapping like there's a little uh, West Side Story walking up. That doesn't um, seem very like her, but sure. No, she no. Plays the, uh, plays the bridge from Limp Biscuits break stuff as she pulls a chainsaw out of yep. her. Batman is the top crier, but Doodle wins the battle royale, which is kind of kind of exciting. Well Put done, Doodle. Doodle in Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, so no. what this means is that next year, um, we we Doodle is the is the champion. So whoever enters the arena next year has to be Doodle, and same with you. Know, so Batman is it like an, so is, so next year with the with that is it like we're gonna put three characters in the arena with Doodle, and, but then they have to fight the was, winner has to fight Doodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was yeah. kind of like okay. a Pokemon League situation yeah. where uh, whoever whoever wins Crier of the Year has to go up against Doodle for the the champ. Uh, title. Yeah, yeah, I like this. We gotta make a bracket for this. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> wow. You know, you know actually, what? what would be fun if time consuming would be making like a Twitter poll bracket for all the books we read. That would be fun. Yeah. We should do that. See? Uh, but yeah, that was the crier of the year, which leaves us with but one. One award to give out. One. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the crying of the book club book of the year. Wow. And there are 16 books up for contention. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, well, I write up the number one to sixteen. <laughs> do you guys have any front runners right from the beginning? Do we want to say them again, or do you want to say them again? You go I, for it. I'm I writing can, the numbers one to sixteen. I'll, I'll read the yeah. I'll read all the books that we did this year. The books that we did this year were Watchmen, Scott Pilgrim, Gotham by Gaslight, Pride of Baghdad, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, Amory Wars. Batman Through the Years, Superman Secret Identity, Battle Angel Alita, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Long Halloween, God Country, Daredevil Born Again, Shade the Changing Girl, Spy Family, and Kingdom Come. That's too many books. On three, we'll all say our number one at the same time. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. We've had a bit of a change. This just in. We're going to figure out the six bottom books first. So we got to nominate books to make it to okay. the bottom first. And then okay. we'll do a what little do we, old top ten. Why don't everybody at the same time say your bottom of the list book? Ooh. Uh, ooh, I got to oh think about We maybe need to well, think about this one first. Maybe not specifically the bottom, but one that's not making the top ten. Uh, f- fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you can f- think of your last one, that's also great. Yeah, yeah I'll just say one I don't think should be in the top ten. But yeah. yeah. All right. On three. One, two, 
Three. Frank Miller's Daredevil. Oh, I think we got two Daredevils and one Chilling Adventure of Sabrina, <laughs> which automatically makes Daredevil last place. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I also don't. Well, mm, okay, it's it's last for now. Maybe it'll I probably go up a little bit. would put Daredevil Born Again at tenth, but I in the top ten. But you know what? I, I I can agree with it not. I can I can agree with it not making the the top ten. Okay, so does anyone have a little uh, a little uh, little sing out for Daredevil? Frank Miller's Daredevil. Why should people check it out? Why should people you know maybe not check it out? It's number well, sixteen. I right. guess if we're saying why people should check it out, YouTube should shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. No, Daredevil Born Again. I look Daredevil Born Again is a product of its time. Um, I would like a to see it. Of its creator. Both its creator and its time, yeah, hundred percent. I would like to see it in the tenth, the, the tenth slot, but I, well, okay. like I said, I'm okay with it leaving the top ten. Um, I think that it's like just a really, you know, the there, there's problems with it. I'm not going to deny some of the issues that it has, but uh, when it is hitting, it is hitting. Uh, Mazzucchelli's art is really quite next level throughout the whole thing. Um, he draws some of like the best uh, panels of the Avengers at the, at the end of the, at the end of the story. He does some really good character work uh, with, with Daredevil visually throughout it. And I think that the story, you know, is something that's sort of become pretty standard for a lot of superior characters. Now the whole, you know, let, let's see how far we can break them down so that we have to like then build them back up again. But this is one of the, you know, first examples of that. And I think Miller does that part of it at least very well. And so I think it is absolutely worth worth checking out. Um, If you are interested in Daredevil, if you're interested in like, you know, sort of the history of comics, I think it's also very influential. But yeah, it obviously has probably more caveats than anything else on this list. For me, it is the bottom of like the list because it has the most that I didn't like. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's fair. I also think it's like not very consistent. Like it, it, it is sort of like a the part that's collected in it is not like like there's good stuff in it, but it's sort of like there's like a there's like an issue at the front which isn't that great and there's like stuff that goes on and the the actual last arc is also very good that does this little this little story there um which is kind of like it's it's it, like jean-luc said it's a it's a seminal piece of work and it's a, it's a thing of its times and it's uh definitely worth checking out but also hard to put it above some stuff here yeah but it's got, I mean, it's got, it's got it's should... better than chilling adventures of sabrina from like an impact perspective right I'm, well, from an impact perspective, definitely. I also think. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I mean, that is ultimately what we're doing, right? We're not ranking yeah. impact; we're ranking. No, for sure. Like, I, I personally would say that I like Daredevil: Born Again more than Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, even though there's a lot of things I do also like about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And also, you know, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina doesn't have the caveats of like, yeah, this has some like very Frank Miller 1970s ass sexism in it, you know? Yeah. Um. But it just got modern day Robert Aguirre Sacasa. <laughs> yeah, not as extreme. Wa- you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. So are we? We're on. We're on Born Again at, at, at sixteen. Uh, I mean, it, it can move around. I think it's in the bottom six, though. For okay. Sure. Yeah, and then I think we're going to put Sabrina in there too. Um, I think Shade the Changing Girl should be in the bottom six. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys disagree. I feel like it should be like higher in the bottom six, but I'm fine with it in the bottom six. Okay, yeah, that's that seems pretty reasonable. Again, right. like we just talked about this one recently. Like you gotta res- you gotta admire that 
you know what they did at a dc published book but yeah that's the thing is i actually all i there's not one of these books that i dislike so it's sort of like totally trying to order them in like most favorite to least favorite oh yeah absolutely i guess let's do uh so we we have four slots left let's each do one more that we would want considered in the bottom three slots right yeah yeah yeah. um so on three uh, think about it for a couple more seconds. Reader, think about it. Do you remember the books? Do you? You'll find out because we're about to list maybe three, maybe one, maybe two. Who knows? Okay. In three, two, one. Superman's Pride Secret of Baghdad. Wait, what did you just say, Emily? I look, Secret Identity. Yeah, I don't know because like I like it a lot. Again, it's just like, I don't know. I guess maybe Pride of Baghdad uh, can also go there. I... I have a fondness for Pride Baghdad, but I also have a fond. It's so hard. How do I pick between all of my children from this year? I'm yeah, I mean, on there, but we can move them around, obviously. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I was like, going to say I like Superman's Secret Identity. I just I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's <laughs> yeah. as high up maybe for me as it is for you. That's that's fair. I was going to say Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, I would like that one lower than I- Secret Identity for sure. I I, I can agree to that. Alexandra. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I hate to diss, you know, we are the official podcast fan club of Alexandre Lejoie, but, you know, the everything. Look, visually, the, that book is, like, visually amazing and has almost nothing else going for it, unfortunately. Like, it's fine, but it's not, like, a super compelling story. It just yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, and, it's really the art that carries it. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously looking amazing is a is a big part of of comics, but I think pretty much everything else on here looks amazing, and some of it even looks better than Gotham by Gaslight. So for sure. So I think we well, so I think the two spots of contention. I think everyone else is pretty locked in here in the bottom six. I think the two spots of contention are whether Pride of Baghdad and Superman's Secret Identity don't get bumped up to the top ten. Um, and I think I'm going to give you each one because Emily, you seem to be a champion for Pride of Baghdad. And John Luke, you seem to be a secret identity one. So what book would you take from the, you know, what's left? And what would you slot in to the final six? Starting with whoever wants to go first. <laughs> oh, wait. So we're not defending the book that we like. We're, we're offering... Give me a case for why you would replace it with something else. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can give. go first. Like, I, okay. I, I would replace... I mean... Emily might be going the same place that I am here, but I would replace Superman Secret Identity in the bottom six with Amory Wars. I have look. I wow. if Amory Wars this, can this get unexpected. in, if Amory Wars can get in at ten, I'm actually okay with that. I have a significant fondness for Amory Wars. Uh, it, it's not in a way that like I don't think it is like extremely well written, but most I have comics a f- are dog shit, and it's okay to admit that. Yeah. <laughs> But I have a real fondness for the story, uh, well, elements of the story and the, some of the characters, and I think that a lot of the visuals are really... I know Emily disagrees with me on that, but I think visually it's a, it, a lot of visuals are really strong. I like it that it's like... It really just varies. Yeah, it, it, it just feels like... It really feels like Claudio Sanchez just vomiting onto the pages, yeah. and I, I appreciate that about it. But if we're looking at, if we're actually weighing these books, it is not of a kin, of a kin with, you know, Watchmen yeah. or Long Halloween or I... Kingdom Come or Laura Dean or 
Superman's secret identity. I'll admit which, that. Which I think is maybe one of, is, is certainly one of the best Superman stories ever written. It's an amazing encapsulation of who that character is and like what that character, the values that character embodies and what he stands for, uh, such as how much he loves the CIA. Uh, and you know, other, gentlemen, other, other things as well, of course. Um, but I, I think that it is such a great, it is one of those books that truly just like drills down on what makes Superman, Superman and knocks it out of the park in a way that like very few other books do and like looks great while doing it. And I, I would have be hard pressed to, you know, end with that book, not in the, in the top 10. Yeah. I will say that I just sort of, I picked Superman secret identity. Cause I was just trying to figure out like, what is the one, what is the next one that I like the least? And I was like, well, I like all the rest of them, but I think my, I think my heart clouded my judgment when it comes to Amory Wars. Because, <laughs> uh, and I can, I can freely admit that because when I look totally. at it, like it is not as good as many of the books on this list and it probably does not deserve to go in the top 10. Yeah. I, you know I, what? Yeah. Even still, the fact that it beats out, like I think putting Emory Wars at eleven is fun. I think the fact that it beats out five other. I think that's very like, funny because I, think I don't taking, think it's better than some of the other cho- choices on. I think it. taking the stance that Amory Wars is better than Gotham by Gaslight, Pride of Baghdad, and Daredevil Born Again is a bold one, but one that we should take on this show. I think it's the only one we can. Um, so, Emily, yeah. you're not looking to move Pride of Baghdad for uh, anything else that's left. I'm okay with okay. I'm okay with it where it is. I like it a lot, but I'm okay with it where it is. Cool. Then I'm going to lock it in. Our 16th book, Frank Miller's Daredevil. 15, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. 14, Shade the Changing Girl. 13, Gotham by Gaslight. 12, Pride of Baghdad. 11, just missing out on the top 10 by a hair. Emery <laughs> Wars. Wow. Well, wow, I like that you just decided that order on your own, by the way. <laughs> I, you guys want to discuss it? You guys want to change it up? You think I, I, I like you think stuff around? It was sort of, you know, it was going based on the conversation. Yeah. I would put Chilling Adventures at 12, maybe, but I know I was the one that nominated that said it first, but I, I only said it because I was like, just say one that you think should be in the bottom six. And I was like, oh, yeah, that no, should that's be fair. in the bottom it, six. It did change. Chilling um, Adventures of Sabrina is, I, I, I like that book. Like, I don't want to undersell, you know. I also you know, thought 15 was very low for Chilling Adventures. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it knows what it is and it plays to its strengths really well, right? Like, it's not the sort of like... You know, you're not going to read it and come away feeling the same way as like, you know, Long Halloween or or Alita or something like that. But it is a very good piece of genre work. It's good, yeah, it's and got I a think very we should, vibe for sure. Yeah. And I know we're not really rewarding that by putting it in the bottom six, but I think we should give it its due at yeah. not being second to last on the list. I mean, putting it above Pride of Baghdad, a book that is like something that I used to be really, really into and still am. I still like quite a, do enjoy that book. Um, yeah. But it's 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 another thing where it's like let's some books just don't age well and it's like that's fine and it's what happens, right? Yeah. yeah. They're um, that's yeah. A, the risk you take when you're making art is that uh it may not age well. And that's yeah. why I don't make art. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> did, 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 that was mean. I'm wow. sorry. Warranted. Jean-Luc, warranted. Future Jean Luc, you can edit that one out. Remember that you're 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 wonderful, okay? You but are wonderful. Don't tell I'm present John Luke, it's a surprise. <laughs> wonderful. No, that's 
All right, so we're into the top 10 now. In the top 10. We have a couple of options how to do this. We just do a, you know, start at the back and go up, or we, you know, we do another chunk of five. We figure out who isn't really good, but not quite, you know, the primo, the ones that are going to really cause us to do, uh, which I think does make sense. I'm going to take a bold stance, and I feel like, uh, I feel like Batman goes at number 10, Batman through the years. I think that makes sense, just because. I think that's fair. I mean, it, it, it's hard for it to go any higher because it's just like such an amalgamation of like the different years and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun to do. It's Honestly, hard to rank th- for sure. I, I didn't think it should be in the top 10 because of that, but I was staying silent. So, um, you know, I, I think it's fine at number 10. And then it keeps it. It keeps our list where our um, top comics of the year, Batman's number 10 and Batman's number 10 here. Perfect. So, we're nothing if not thematic. Yes. You love to see it. Batman through the years, uh, which leaves us with four slots. In the top ten, but not quite the top five. Um, the bottom I'm gonna five. give. I'm gonna give. A, yeah, five. that's the one. middle five. I'm gonna give Jean Luc. What book would you nominate for the bottom five? Well, not quite the bottom bottom five, but no, the middle the mid bottom five, the mid five, mid the mid five. five. It feels weird to call them the mid five. They're not they're, mid. <laughs> None of these books are mid. I'm they gonna say Lord D keeps are. breaking up with me, and someone's gonna say you thought that book was mid, and I'm gonna say no, it's a great book. But is this a theoretical think, or is this a? I think that there are at least five better books than Lord D keeps breaking up with me on this list. Uh... Rebuttal, Emily. <laughs> no. And <laughs> <In> time. <laughs> That's my rebuttal. I would put. I mean, honestly, I would pro- personally probably put Laura Dean keeps breaking me, breaking up with me at number five. Oh, I was surprised you didn't say number one. I, All right, we're these, making inroads. Listen, I'm not making my top ten. I'm making our top ten. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like I, I, I think I, I would, I, I. I I envision Laura Dean somewhere in the like six, seven, eight range, not quite in the top five. Um, it's hard to, again, it's hard to argue against it with anything that isn't just extremely nitpicky though, because like the things that I love about Laura Dean, like there, there's a lot of great stuff about Laura Dean. Like it is genuinely a really good coming of age story uh, from a perspective. We don't often get those stories told from. So there's, there's value and there's a lot of value in that. Um, but to me, even though I think it is better than Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, it falls into the same category of like it's great genre fiction and not genre fiction in like the way that we usually use that term, but it is like a great iteration of of a genre that I like, but it is not like it's not like a knock your socks off amazing like change the way you read comics kind of book. But I'm not opposed to it at number 5 if if Emily has a you know, uh, I, like a, a strong case to make. I, I mean, I really feel like it, it it could go at number five, and then we bump Secret Identity to either six or four. I am willing to hear arguments in either way. I would, I would personally bump. Oh, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with Secret Identity in in the mid five, as okay. we've taken to calling it. I, I, I'm not. I, I I'm not arguing for Secret Identity to be in the top five. Okay. To to be totally clear, I feel like it can go at six. Secret Lord identity or secret identity? Secret identity. Okay. Put it well, so on. somehow we went from Jean Luc nominate one to go into the mid five to Emily putting one in the <laughs> mid five. <laughs> Emily putting one in the top five. Wow. Yeah, works, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. The misinjury on this podcast is just unparalleled. Right, Jean Luc, um, since you were so slighted, um, what book? <laughs> <laughs> 
What book is a lock? It's making the top five. We're going to put it in there. We don't know what number yet because that'll be a discussion. But what book do you see here that you're like, okay, well, why even have this discussion yet? Well, I mean, I think there's a very clear five that like should be the top five. But now we have Laura Dean mucking that up. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to say, look, look I, I think Kingdom Come should be in the top five. I I really, really enjoyed revisiting that book. I, I don't think I, I think you I don't think you can make an argument against Alex Ross's art. Uh, like it is pretty much it is it is one of I would say three books on this on on the list of books that we did this year that are like basically bulletproof in terms of like I don't think that like I don't think that a rational person could make real criticisms of them. Literally, the worst you know? thing about it is is that there's not enough of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, the, so much more. <laughs> Yeah, the one nitpick we had is like, damn, why didn't they do this for 12 issues? They did. Check out the sequel. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking um, about monkey paw stuff, huh? Obviously, like, I'm not saying, like, it's a perfect comic or whatever, but, but I really genuinely think that, like, the issues with it are, like, extremely minor nitpicks. I, I And it is, like, you know, in terms of, like, the way that Mark Wade like writes it about superheroes is, I think, you know, it's I up there. I think we would it's be remiss to not put it in the top five. It's yeah. it's locked in the top five. I'm keeping Lordy and Superman Secret Identity yellow just to see, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it goes, maybe it goes. But those they're on the they're be... on the they're they're on the bubble. I would say. Yeah, and right now I put Lordy ahead of Superman Secret Identity personally. So, as uh, but I'm a big Superman fan, so big surprise. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. um. And be listening cool. to Slipknot's "I Am Hated" on repeat after we finish this recording. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, what do y'all think about Spy X Family, the fun spy book? I mean, set during again, the fake Cold War. Again, personally, Spy Family would also probably be in my top five, but I'm willing to put it at seven or eight. You, I don't. You think can't deny nine. that. Yeah, you can't deny that Spy Family is a banger, which is why I think it's a good number seven. I have no issue I, with that. Yeah. I like it. I want to read more. You should. And it's I great. Will. Well, why yeah. haven't you? Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to... Hmm. All right, so we have currently, we have what looks like two slots left in the bottom five, um, which is exciting. That's neat. Well, That's it's like... Books. It's kind of like five. two and a half because maybe Laura Dean gets up into the five slot. It's right? true. It might be two and a half. So of these books, is there anything that st- sp- s- yeah, speaks out to any of you guys? They're like, it's, it's you know, we, we, ha- we know how many are going to be up there. What's, what, what has to be here as a result? Um, mm, I, I don't like that I'm looking at Scott Pilgrim. I don't like that either, no. actually, because yeah. Scott Pilgrim is like probably number two. I don't see it being better than three of these on the list. Two on the list. Two on the list, at least. Mm. But. Yeah, that's a tough one because I think that Scott Pilgrim is just like such a masterpiece in like the form of like serial storytelling. Like it. There's not anything that we read on here that does what Scott Pilgrim does. Because a lot of what we ended up reading just because of the nature of the show is like we kind of read like limited series stuff that didn't run for very long or like snippets of of, of longer longer books. Yep. But Scott Pilgrim is just sort of like a magnum opus in like the truest sense of that word of like it is a long 
book that maintains a high level of quality the whole time uh both like in in the writing and in the art brian o'malley is like maintains like a really high standard of quality throughout the whole thing it ends extremely well it's got like a ton of it has a ton of moving pieces that all get paid off really well um it is you know probably in contention for like one of the best coming of age stories told in any medium i think um i i genuinely do not see it being outside of the top five but again it's like alex probably has the least sort of biased approach to it because both emily and i read this as teenagers and so it has like a it probably has like a slightly different hold over us it's but pretty i, funny I really that think the, it's the two strongest the two strongest soldiers for scott pilgrim are the americans yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah that's fucked up. You guys Alice. have the, <laughs> it is, it is, and, and and you guys have the uh, the emotional attachment from being young. But I'm like, oh man, I like I, I know these places. Then and you know the thing is also like a lot of those places don't exist anymore because of just like, hey, it's a condo now. Wow, that's that great. sucks. Yeah, so it's it's also like an extra like it's it's like a time capsule of Toronto at this time, but it can be enjoyed by like it's so much it's so much more than just that, right? Like it's 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 a wonderful coming of age story. Um, you know, I'm just throwing theoreticals out there. That's, I think we're going to have to table that particular theoretical. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I I'm gonna, I think that God Country is number nine. Yeah, I think God Country is in the mid five. Just because it's I, mid, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would put I, it ahead of Superman's Secret Identity. See, I, I would I, argue for God Country at six. Um, but I think like, I would argue, like I would, if we're going to put Laura Dean at five, which I'm willing to make that concession to Emily because I like them. Um, I like we can do, we can put God country at six because I think it's better than Superman's secret identity. And the list kind of stops making sense to me. Like, I, I do think God Country is not in the top five, but the list this list does stop making sense to me if we like start putting a bunch of you know too much stuff in front of it, you know? Like God Country behind what I think are like five of the greatest achievements in comics like of the last fifty years. Yes. Uh God Country behind Laura Dean f- no, but okay. Um, God Country probably shouldn't be behind Superman's Secret Identity, though. If, like, I, I if you were gonna tie, I would put like God Country and Laura Dean probably on the same tier, honestly. But um, oh, we should have done a tier list. <laughs> yeah, we that's so much easier. List. Wow, no, wow, wow. Ranking it makes ranking bo- good stuff makes you feel like a bad person because you have to just <laughs> constantly be like, hey. actually, I think it, I think it's mid for this reason. I, you, you, you know, know I, you, that's why I like the list because you have to like. <laughs> yeah, I know you have to like, be cutthroat. Like, there's no question like the top 10 or like maybe top nine take out batman through the years uh, are like ones that are like oh man i don't want to cut any of these like i yeah. really don't want to cut any of these but you got to uh yeah I, I think god country at six works well I'm fine with that i'm yeah. not fine with it but i will accept it <laughs> also completely unrelated but we got to read the sculptor uh for yeah. next year we do I think, I think it's on the list but it is on the list yeah but we do have to read that one i gave so i was talking to a friend recently in um I don't know we used to like give each other comics back and forth and I gave him the sculptor at a time that he was very like, you know, things were going on in his family and he was just like, yeah, I cried a lot that week. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. He was like, he was like I really like that book. I'm like, okay, good, Aww. good, good, good. Um, cool. So we have one more spot in the mid five. Um, I, 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 
I'm gonna Wait, say do it. We? Yeah, we do. Number, Number nine. nine. Number oh nine. god, this is gonna really start breaking down for me. I would put. I have two books in 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 my mind. Um, okay, you're gonna say Battle Angel Alita, and we cannot put Battle Angel Alita below. Like that can't like. Below see the what? four books. The four books that are not highlighted right now are like we cannot put these below the books that are currently highlighted. Like we just can't. I. <laughs> My so so Alita was one of them. The other one I would I would I mean I, again this is a fantastic book. I would put the Long Halloween in the mid five. No, come yeah. on. I no. Yeah. I would also. There's no way it's better than Watchmen. Would, and Scott Pilgrim. Oh yeah, I, I it's not. Put, you're right. It's number three. No, I would also put Long Halloween at uh, number nine at the slot open for number nine probably. But it's we're better than X Family and Super Saiyan. I don't. United. I okay. I, you don't I, think I, so? Okay, yeah. Go I ahead. agree that it's better than Su- Superman. I don't think it's better than Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, that's but that is personal taste. I'm willing to admit that. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm just like thinking about that in my head and imagining Jean-Luc. the crimes. I it makes me Jean Luke. I will say. I will say. <laughs> Batman comic. <laughs> yeah, it is. I. It. You're right. <laughs> might be the best Batman comic ever written or the second. Well, no, I mean, the killing joke is probably better, but like, it, you know, like I understand the, like, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Batman. I, I, I also have the knee jerk reaction of like, Oh, it has Batman in the title. Yeah. That can't be on, that can't be on a list. Fuck that book. But you know, it is, you know, on the flip side, very telling, when a book is able to transcend the Batman label to the degree that long Halloween is and yeah. just like become something that is, you know, it's great. Would swapping it with secret identity. Okay. I think if we're going to put it in the mid books, five, yeah, it has to be number six better than God country. I'm, oh, I, I'm fine I think that. so. So wait, so does, so long Halloween at number six, God Country at number seven, Spy Family number yes. eight, and then Superman Secret Identity at number nine. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, Spy Family is at number know, nine. In this company, Superman Secret Identity being number nine is like you know. I think that that makes sense. I actually do. Like, I would put it above Spy Family, but also like you can't really deny how good spy family is at what it's doing. Like it is, you know, in yeah. terms of, I will say this actually in terms of like raw, like entertainment value, like pure, like I am just having a great time reading this spy family is probably number two, but in terms of like quality, I think it's a little lower, but I, I you know, it is just really fun. Like you, that is something that you can't take away from it. So I am okay with it being, I'm rationalizing to myself, putting it it's, above. It, it's a DC book too. Jean-Luc helps you putting it number nine. For, See, but I like identity. DC comics. Yeah, I know. I know. No one, no one, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> we have three DC books in the top 10, four DC books in the top 10. That's never happened before. Well, we so. also read a lot of DC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they publish the better comics than everyone else. True. Uh, question. <laughs> Kingdom Come Along Halloween. Is there one that you like more? Is it Kingdom Come? It's Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. Yeah. No contest. That's, right. yeah. Also, I so, thought I got to lock that one, Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know you did. You just like, you know, you stole the key. 
It's like, what if we unlocked it? <laughs> what if, yeah, <laughs> keys aren't meant to be, I don't know. Uh, I'm just putting That's these true. up here at the moment uh, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know our, our, our mid five, very mid, starting with Batman through the years, just Batman overall mid. Uh, next, Superman <laughs> Secret Identity at number nine. At number eight, Spy X Family, a book that also we didn't read all of and it's still going on. So there's also that part of it. So it's like, would the would the total would the total of like Spy X Family move up? Who knows? We'll see. Maybe in the future. I hear it still uh, slaps. So like God X Country, pretty good. Long Halloween at number six and making Jean Luc sad, maybe making Alex sad, maybe making Emily sad. Who knows? But that's it. That leaves us with five books to choose from, and they are Watchmen, Scott Pilgrim vs the World. Oh God. Battle Angelita, Kingdom Come, and Laura Den Kips breaking up with Matt. They do. They do. Wow. I'm just going to write Watchmen. Well, Laura Dean's never broken up with me, so, you know. <laughs> well. Flex. Simply could not be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll ask it right off the top. Uh, does, does Watchmen get number one because yeah. it's the greatest graphic of all time? To. Because or it's just... the best comic book that anyone has ever written. Yeah. Or is it drawn. like, is that like... Is that like too? Because you know, sometimes it's like, well, obviously, but it's like, how does it actually? Yeah, go? but obviously, like, it, it, it's it's hard to poke any holes in. in I mean, we can talk ones. about it, but I mean, I think we're all kind of in agreement. Like, I, I I think you could make a real case to put a leader kingdom come ahead of it, but like, I, don't I I'm not the one who is going to be making that case. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. you could like make an argument that like you know, that they are better in some ways, but I don't believe that. And so I'm not going to say things that I don't believe. That's inspirational. Yeah. I think it's like, it's a book where it has a lot of, it has the potential. I mean, you know, talking of Watchmen is really silly, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, it, it's a book like, okay, well, it came out in, in the 80s. And like, how's this stuff age? And how, how's that kind of go? And it's like, well, you know, it's 12 issues. Like, how does the art go? Is it like, is it good or bad? And it's just like, all these like there's a reason why DC Comics is trying to milk this thing for as many things as they can. First of all, they're evil. But second of all, because like it's it's just such a compelling story and it leaves you with it doesn't it leaves you wanting more but not needing more and it's just like this is such a cool world and like what they did is 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 just, you know, it's fantastic. Um which is why it's our number one book of the year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Probably all time. <laughs> Good night, folks. It, it is kind of like that thing with movies where people just keep going back to like to Citizen Kane and stuff like in 2001 and being like well, maybe we should re-examine it, and then they like re-examine it for thirty seconds. So like, ah, no, actually, this is nah, still it's pretty like good. it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty good. You know, okay, it's... so Watchmen number one was Emily and John Luke's pick, which means I get the other four. Is that another three? Sure, yeah, oh, sure. Totally. <laughs> a three. You mean because Laura Dean is in fifth? Laura Dean, Emily, do you want to give a case for why Laura Dean should be higher than number five? Uh, I no, I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty solid on it being number five. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to make our bottom five books red because they're bad. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, what we really showed. That is what we said. Which leaves us a trio of very different books that really kind of are at the, like, I don't want to say they're at the top of what they do, but they kind of are. Like, you look at the superhero sphere, you have Kingdom Come. You have, you look, you're looking at manga that slaps and it's like Battle Angel Lita is so good. And then you look at Scott Pilgrim in terms of just like, telling us a sing story it's also like cartooning is just like masterpiece um i the thing is like i don't 
I feel strongly about all these books. I really wouldn't really mind the order, but we're going to mind the order anyway. Um, Emily, what's your number two? Uh, I mean, Scott Pilgrim, obviously. Jean-Luc, what's your number Alex, two? Alex, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have to go with Scott Pilgrim, but I, I cannot decide between Scott Pilgrim and Kingdom Come. Oh, it's really it's really hard for me, but I think I have to come down on Scott Pilgrim. I feel By like my- as incre- like just for me, as incredible as Kingdom Come is, because it is, uh, there's like more enjoyment per page for me sure. in Scott Pilgrim, which is why I think it is better. But is that because it has more pages? No. <laughs> this is a percentage. This is a percentage, not a. a, oh, a right. Volume. Okay. Sure. Sure. No. 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 I. I. I can. I think that that's really fair. I. I also think that just like in terms of like the impact that Scott Pilgrim had on me, like I, that's undeniable, right? Like yeah. I think Kingdom Come maybe like if you got a, you know, all of the very serious comic book critics that are totally real people who exist, uh, you know, you would maybe would come with a critical consensus that like Kingdom Come is probably better, but I think I gotta go. I well, it's not. Go. It's a good thing that it's not their list and it's our list. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think you gotta go, Scott Pilgrim. I'm sorry, Alex. I know you try. I know you hate Scott Pilgrim and tried. To I get do. It down in it's the... probably like only a top five book of like the greatest books of all time. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the top ten for sure. Uh, it's good. I think at number yeah. two it makes sense. Um, so I know I said Battle Angel Leader should be number two, but. I now think, you think it should be number four? Well, no, I, I just yeah, <laughs> I think it should be number <laughs> fifteen after Shade the Changing Girl. Um, I think totally. I'm just thinking about like I'm thinking about the art high points of because the story of both of them I think are, are very good. I think the art high points of Alita are very high. Kingdom Come is just like potentially the greatest. Like it's just so consistent throughout. Every page is like it. Nothing has been done like it, kind of thing. Um, in terms of like putting out a book that's like 300 pages long and each one is just like painted and each each page is gorgeous there's no dip at all with alita there was a little dip in the art but the highs were so so high but that's purely from an art perspective i mean you gotta you gotta factor in the story too i will say that is how i would personally rank them as i would put kingdom come at three and alita at four i personally i i like battle battle angel alita at three more than four but like if both of you think Kingdom Come goes before Battle Angel Alita, I'm willing to to cede that point, especially because I got Laura Dean in the well, top five. And Alex is backtracking now, so it's true. Well, yeah, I'm not, and I'm not saying story. I haven't even said anything about the story. I'm just thinking art wise. I think Kingdom Come, I know, has well, the I edge mean, on it. It's hard to beat Kingdom Come on art. It, yeah, like if you're any comic, and it's like, well, what are we doing here? This is this is comic books. This is this is the funny pages with with them pictures, you know. It's like the pictures. Well, if they're the funny pages, Alita's funnier. So yeah. Alita is fun. Yeah, and like I, Kingdom Come's pretty funny. Yeah. In some. Yeah, you were like, laughing at Kingdom Come. I mean, oh, they're there bad. Are some, there are some good little quips, I guess. There are no, there. Are, I mean, then, yeah, the whole weird, like, like, background stuff going on, and like the whole restaurant. The restaurant is pretty yeah. fucking funny. That is probably one of the all-time great bits in superhero comics. Is that that re- the fucking Hard Rock Cafe for superheroes? So, so good. Uh, backtrack me some more, if you will. Uh, I think the other thing that makes Alita go to number four in my book is consistency of the actual like. Because we did read a lot, 
And I think what like three of the arcs were fantastic, and one of them was kind of like, oh, it's okay. But like, yeah, the for the pacing of that first arc, but is like rough, once it gets going, and yeah, it's it's kind of hard to fault it for that at the same time. But if it is a straight comparison, that's the thing, right? Like Alita, I think is not unassailable in the way that Kingdom Come is. Which I know that we're picking like what our favorites were, not like the least offensive books, but like you know, I I think that like. Alita has that first volume where, like, the pacing is a little bit rough, and after that it is amazing. But in terms of, like, consistency, I think Kingdom Come does have it beat. Um, even though, like, Alita goes on to continue being fucking amazing uh, for many more volumes after that in Kingdom Come, they made them stop because it was so good, and they didn't want to continue embarrassing other okay, yeah, right. Counterpoint. comic book writers. Counterpoint, there's a sequel, so... Um... You know what? <laughs> Even though we kind of have like a leading towards, yeah, go ahead, Emily. A Battle Angel Alita also has a sequel. It does, yeah. Which I Emily informed me of. That's apparently still ongoing. Yeah. Like, as far as I'm aware. All yeah. right. So for the fun of uh, flipping a card and choosing. I'm gonna say, even though we can have a decision, but we're not. It's we're not. Uh, we have the Dark Magician is gonna be Alita, and this side is gonna be Kingdom Come. This will decide the third and fourth spot on the comics in the book club. <laughs> The crying fuck. Ooh, all right. Comics in the book club. The name of our show. You can see that we got a little dark magician going on, which means Alita Battle Angel. Welcome <laughs> to number three. Woo-hoo! It's oh, it's already there. Woo-hoo! That's actually great. Um, all right. Wow. Which uh, I can't. We, you can't even be upset about it. Is the thing because these books are just so good. It really makes me appreciate how many good books we read. Great books we read this year. And also, yeah. like, even even the ones in the bottom six, which I've been calling it a bottom five, but there's six because we're doing 16. But we're here now. Um, they're like, wow, like they're they're enjoyable. They're interesting. They're, they're you know, at least at least unique, if not um, altogether fantastic. But a lot of them are. So Daredevil Born Again, certainly unique. Yeah. Um, Jean-Luc, why don't you uh, here, I'll, I'll start with the with the bottom six. Okay. You can do the, the, the mid five, and then Emily can uh, top Run us off with the, uh, the top five. So okay. in 16th, the book we hated the most was Frank Miller's Daredevil, <laughs> followed by 15th, Shade, The Changing Girl, 14th, Gotham by Gaslight, a lot of style, a lot of guy named Alexandra, but not good enough to beat up Pride of Baghdad in 13th place. Then we have Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You know what? Amory Wars, robbed, robbed. I, I think if Amory Wars made it into the mid five, it would make it all the way to the top, but it didn't make it there, and that's the bottom six. <laughs> Emory Wars did not make it into the mid five, but what did is Batman Through the Years, a collection of Batman issues that we read, uh, all of which were quite good. But you know, due to the nature of it, it can't really be a it, the nature of it kind of prevent, held it back here. Um, and then in the number nine slot, uh, we have Superman Secret Identity, uh, which you know it kind of snowballs with the number eight slot, Spy Family, which is about keeping identities secret. Uh, and then in number seven, we have God Country, somehow, which is wild. Uh, the number one book of 2016 on the comics, 2017 on the comics podcast, by the way. Uh, number one. <laughs> number <laughs> seven. Uh, and number six in the sixth spot. This list isn't ordered on the Google Docs. So I'm trying to remember what we put in the sixth slot. Oh, oh Batman it's, the it's Long Halloween. Scroll down. It is in order. Scroll down. <gasps> Oh my god, I didn't... Oh my god. <laughs> Alex has been Wait, putting what? them in order this whole time. Oh. Well, six is long Halloween, then. I knew that. I'm impressed that you I got, got it there. all. Yeah. That's cool. I, I got it most of that from memory. Oh, yeah, hmm. that's insane. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to clarify... 
clarify, we keep saying we read Amory Wars, but specifically we did read the Amory Wars, Good Apollo and Burning Star 4 from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. Uh, it's actually called uh, the Amory Wars, Good Apollo on Burning Star 4, Volume 1. And this is why it was not in the top 10. The eyes this of is why it's not. I thought Volume 1 came after because that's the way that it's the no. Volume 1 of the comic. No, because Volume 2 is No World for Tomorrow. If you enjoyed this little back and forth between Emily and John Luke, check out the full episode. You really should. Wars, it was great. Or whatever the fuck it's My called. My friend Alice was on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alice. Uh, and our top five books that we read this year are coming in at number five, Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. Number four, Kingdom Come. Number three, Battle Angel Alita. Number two, Scott Pilgrim versus the world and number one the almighty the goat watchman woo it's not girl and it's not girl wait and, my, and minus one sorry guys <laughs> and at our uh best comic of all time it's not girl yep yep, yep. wow um seeing this list honestly makes me want to read all bad comics next year and just see what we can do when are we gonna do a reread of snot girl um if they put out an issue this year we'll read the first two volumes next year we'll because yes. there's only uh well, no this year yeah no, if, if, if in 2023 we see at least one issue we'll go bam we're reading the first two volumes i briefly forgot that this uh episode is coming out in january and wonderful and if they don't you know what that's we're just you know we're making a stand we want issues this year and we're willing to not talk about the book if to make it happen if snot girl does another uh another uh team up with big bud press and makes an expensive t-shirt that i will spend all my money on we'll read snot girl heck yeah and we'll get a matching trio of shirts yeah lovely 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 well this almost brings us to the end of our show and it almost brings us to we're going to tease a new segment that we're going to kick off and you know in the new year or in the new you know the new series but before we do that guys what is one book that you hope we read this year and by hope i mean we can do it so just yeah what's a book that uh you guys are like oh this would be cool to do you know what i would simply love to do what would you simply love to do uh civil war by mark millar the you know classic start uh, like like i said we do all bad books this year we just lock (laughs) it in start off with a bang yeah we haven't done an event comic yet um yeah i just think it's really interesting to put it in conversation with kingdom come you know Yep. We got our 16th book of the year already. That's good. That's really you think good. that's making a top 16 in a year we're no, doing that's... more than 16 books? That's fair. Bullets. Man, geez. Yeah, next year's show is going to be longer. Stay tuned, guys. The, Emily. The comic that I'm most excited about us reading next year is Witch Hat Atelier, a personal favorite manga of mine, uh, re- recent manga favorite of mine. Uh, very excited to see what uh, what you guys think of it. Heck, yeah. And it might make the top. I don't think 16. it's as good as Spy Family, so just adjust your expectations. But, <laughs> well, as good as it, that, that they're very different, so it's hard to compare. But uh, I don't think that you will, I don't, especially I don't think John will enjoy it as much as Spy Family, maybe. <laughs> but also just because sure. Spy Family is like a, you know, a riot a minute. Uh, it's yeah. kind of hard to beat in that way. But yeah. Which Hat Atelier, um, very excited about. What about you, Alex? Uh, for Frank Miller, Daredevil was not the only book he did. He did this other one called Holy Terror, 
Um, and we're not going to read that. Like, we're just not going to read that. Like, there's no, there's no good to come out of reading that book. This. You do it on your own time. Um, although if Snocker releases two arcs no! this year, we will read Holy Terror <laughs> on this podcast. We will be punished for, for getting new Snocker. Leslie Hung is going to listen be... to this and she's going to punish us personally. That would be like eight issues. There's no, there's no chance. There's, there's, um, there's no chance. There's zero chance we're reading Holy Terror. Zero chance. Uh, but I hope there's a chance that we're reading uh, the sculpture. I'd like to read that again. Give it, give it a go. Maybe it's terrible now. Who knows? It is. Cool. I'm sure it hasn't oh. aged well. Yep. Very yeah, sad. since I read it two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never, right. Like, I've never read it, and I uh, like barely know anything about it. So, pretty yeah, there are some cool. parts of it that are extremely 2005. I will say that, not in a good way. Well, yeah, every, it is every time we read a comic from before 2010, it's extremely early. I think it's a 2013. 2000s. Really? Yeah. 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 Okay. I guess for some reason, the way you guys talked about it, I thought it came out much it, earlier. Well, it takes place in before, well, like before that, or at least yeah, partially. it's the guy, you know, it's Scott McCloud who did like understanding comics and, and all that stuff. But it's his first yeah, like actual of, comic. Um, I think I had, yeah. I think I had understanding yeah. comics when I was a kid. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It'll be an interesting one to um check and have him read it for the first time. Maybe we'll get uh, a special guest on the show, yeah. Brett Favre. We're gonna go by your house, get you to read the sculptor. But of course, we'll pay for it. Come on, no, 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 yeah. And we'll okay. pay for the Molotov cocktails we throw in his yard. Yeah, and also his debt for embezzling Social Security. Yeah, he'll pay. That's for what that. we're alluding to, folks. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Oh uh, yeah, so that was our first ever end of the year show. We made it to the end of the year, which is uh, very exciting. And the beginning of a new one. Yeah. So well done, everybody, and uh, we'll have to come up with a name for our Super Sixteen. Um, maybe it's our snotty 16. doesn't sound good, but it's, it's got snot girl. Okay. If you got something better, let us know. Um, but we did tease a little surprise, a little bit of a, a little bit of a new segment. And, uh, you can hear that sound, which is the doomsday clock saying it's time for our first ever cry space. And you might be thinking, I've heard of glad space. I understand. You know, at the end of the show, you say something that made you glad that week. It's positive. It's great. But what, what's a cry space. And thank you for asking. Cause it is one thing this week that made you cry. So totally original uh we're gonna i think we're gonna are we launching into beta next year with it we're gonna little little soft soft launch yeah. do that stuff up but um, yeah it's in sigma right now <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes my favorite uh, overwatch hero jean Luke, you mentioned overwatch so you have to go first <laughs> uh yeah my cry space is that i played overwatch 2 last night overwatch was the are you fucking kidding place. me i yeah no i'm not kidding you okay well you have to play tonight with me then well, you have to scroll back in the fucking Discord logs and see that I tried to get you to play with us, and you ignored okay, me. You, you mentioned you, you, uh, I woke up this morning with a message saying, "Come on, hang out." There was no mention of "Come play Overwatch 2 with John Luke. I would have like <laughs> my, my like full sleep. I would have gotten up. I would have. Oh my gosh! This is my cry space. Oh my gosh! <laughs> We've got a cry space in real time. <sighs> Uh, yeah, that was how, my crush. How was it? Was it a uh, like? Was it? How was I it going had... back with the new things? Like, how long did you last? I had fun. Oh <gasps> my god, we're playing tonight! Ah, ah, <laughs> ah. We did a very. Re- it made me cry because I hate Overwatch, and but I actually enjoyed it. We did a very reasonable session. We played for like two hours. We won all of our games but one, and the last game we we weren't having fun anymore, and we were like, all right, let's just stop playing Overwatch. 
That never happened in the course of Overwatch <laughs> One. Let me just say. Uh, secondly, who are you playing with? Who is who is the group? Uh Jimmy and Rio. This explains <laughs> things. All right, cool. Also, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ping them too. I'm only once here. Sorry, I, I'm frazzled. Um. <laughs> Uh, my cry space is actually it happened today i had a cavity filled and when they uh used the needle to put uh like numbing agent in my my uh, gums and jaw uh the needle hurt really bad and i didn't like that so that's my cry space someday i'll be able to have benefits and have dental again uh, and I'm not looking forward to it. I don't oh yeah, I got I started going to the dentist again last year uh, for like the first time in many years. So Fuck. very exciting. Wow, um, I'm feeling happy, betrayed but happy. But he messaged me, so it's cool. <laughs> I don't know, it's cool. Life's good. Uh, cry space. Hmm. No, no cry space. It's it, it's too new. It's too new. I don't I don't feel it yet. I think it's a. Maybe you're just too the... tough to cry. <laughs> That's my cry space. It's just too um, too tough to cry. Honestly, God Country not being the number one book, even though I don't think it's the number one book, is my cry space. So it is what we do. Also, the second cry space is we've... So we, you know, this is a bit of a, you know, time machine baseball thing going on. But we have a Secret Santa in our, in our, in our little friend group we're doing in our Discord. And I've had my Secret Santa gift on my shelf for like two weeks looking at it. And I want to open it, but they haven't all arrived yet, so. I know, I have mine too, and I'm also crying because I can't open. Pre- but I have an advent, I have the Lego Star Wars advent calendar, so I'm opening a little gift every day. Oh, That's adorable. Yeah. Also, you can totally open it, someone already has. So. Well, that's because yeah. that person isn't, isn't an idiot, and I hope they listen to this podcast and hear me say that (laughs) john luke i saw one of my friends posted on instagram that they got like a little lego uh advent calendar where it gives them like a little lego figure or piece or something every every week so or every day yeah that's what i have it's awesome okay i didn't realize that was the the same thing that you had and they have lego star wars that's so cool they have a there's a star wars one a harry potter one a lego city one and a guardian oh i don't think i heard you say lego star wars advent calendar oh oh, you just said star wars star wars advent calendar oh okay that also would have you know tracked yeah (laughs) that's why oh my gosh (laughs) is is it the one where you get a you get a you you get a yellow uh clone trooper guy eventually yeah yeah yeah. that's so cool that was day two. Piss Trooper. Oh, wow. And Darth Vader in his flip flops. Oh, no, in his uh, scuba gear. Wow. No spoilers. Sorry. Wow. He's on the cover. He, yeah, um, I, I know what the Darth Vader figure looks like. Cool. So. Um, but yeah, I know that brings what us... the Darth Vader figure looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of this here show. Um, honestly, I thought it would have been longer, but also, I guess not. But also, it's pretty long. But also, good job. Thanks for listening. And um, yeah. We're doing some plugs now. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Crying Book Club, and I'm sure that you've already participated in our great bracket challenge that we had leading up to this show. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, and then rate and review us five stars on podcast platforms. Um, I guess if you listen to a lot of different podcast platforms, find the one with the most reviews and do it. So we get like a number, like it's better, right? Yeah. I think Apple Podcasts yeah. is like the one where it actually matters. But like okay. if you don't that's the one Apple the- Podcasts. Buy an iPhone, put us in. Do it up, and then while you're at it, follow download the oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah, app. like if you don't use an Apple device to listen to our podcast, like you can do it on Spotify or Google yeah. Podcasts or 
you know, whatever you use. But like you do now, I'm pr- yeah, I'm pretty sure Apple Podcasts is the one where the like rating feeds into the algorithm and yeah. mm. stuff like we, that. We do love a good algorithm. Um, I follow. Really fucking hate <laughs> algorithms. They, they do suck. Um, and you can hear John Luke talk about algorithms. I think that's what he does on Twitter at Mountain Dew Liker. <laughs> Uh, he also reviews movies that have algorithms in in, in them. So that's uh, Letterboxd at JL Botbill. Movies uh, make Twi- algorithms. True. AI movie. Oh, God. That is Don't even uh, find me on Twitter at Alex Hanziak. Emily, you can find on Twitter at mpandanata. Letterboxd, Pandabor. Twitch, Pandabor. Um, and uh, I'm a little uh, telling the future, but I think that Emily is currently streaming some Ace Attorney and will be. Yeah. This episode debuts. So... Tuesday nights at... Nope, Monday nights. Yeah, you, That was yesterday. That's right Tuesday now. <laughs> Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Whoa. During our recording time. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, and then check out Emily's podcast. Imagine me in Utana, Fresh Podcast Market, and debuting in 2023, That Looks Terrible. Woo! Woo! <laughs> With special guest, Jean-Luc Botbill. That's right. You're on the show, Jean-Luc. Not yet. I but don't he, think that's true. You are. Uh, we have talked about you coming on an episode. Uh, I'll, Alex, I'll tell you what the movies. Oh yeah, is. yeah. I, that's right. We did talk about that. Yeah. Wow. Actually, well, I'm not looking forward to having to featuring special guest Chad because Chad yeah. has been on an episode that's already been recorded. I remember him complaining that he like, when's this going up? In yeah, like he August. keeps complaining that yeah. it's not out yet. And I'm like, well, it's not my decision. So stop yelling no. at me. If you wanted to post a podcast on time, you could have edited it, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chad hasn't edited a podcast in like years at this point. Yeah, I think honestly, he edits a podcast every week. He doesn't no. edit. Cameron does. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I, yeah. He got it's, it's pretty generous to call what Cameron does editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it? laughs> As someone who's listened to every episode of Opinions Are Cheap and most twice, there sometimes he One time goes, I heard Cameron start up his Nintendo Switch at the end of an episode and start playing Animal Crossing New Horizons while they were doing the end of the episode. It's it's a bit. It's a bit. It's it, it's yep. Mm-hmm. Well you've done that a lot, Emily. I've Not seen, with I... the sound on <laughs> Well, maybe you should learn a thing or two from Cameron. Anyways. Thank you guys for coming. And on behalf of okay, Watchmen Scott Pilgrim, who wins in a fight? Scott Pilgrim's dead, right? He's just like Rorschach just rips Scott like, Pilgrim Ugh. limb from limb. Has no time for him. God. Do you think you get confused when Scott Pilgrim just like pops back up and is like, I'm alive? <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. And then they fall in love. Beautiful. Aww. Anything on AO3 about that? Good night, folks. <laughs>